0: I don't remember much about it, because I also have been doing ECT, which messes with your memory a lot. I mean, I know that it was an overdose. <laughs>
1: Hey there, my name is Sean and this is Suicide Noted. On this podcast, I talk with suicide attempt survivors so that we can hear their stories. Every year around the world, millions of people try to take their own lives. We almost never talk about it. We certainly don't talk about it enough. And when we do talk about it, many of us, including me, aren't very good at it. So one of my goals with this podcast is to have more conversations and hopefully better conversations with attempt survivors. As always, a giant thank you to all the attempt survivors who have joined me here to talk so openly throughout the years now and of course to everybody who listens really appreciate it if you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to talk please reach out hello at suicidenoted.com on Facebook or Twitter at Suicide Noted if you'd like to learn more or support the podcast, you can check the show notes. And one quick and simple way you can do that is rating and or reviewing Suicide Noted on the Apple podcast platform. It really does help people find it. And we want more people to find it. Remember, these conversations are in part to help more people in more places feel a little less shitty and a little less alone. And we could always use your help. Thank you. Finally, we are talking about suicide on this podcast. We don't hold back. So take that into account, please, before you listen or as you listen. But I do hope you listen because there is so much to learn. Today, I am talking with Emily. Emily lives in Massachusetts, the Commonwealth, and she is a suicide attempt survivor. Hi, Emily. How's it going?
0: I'm okay. How are
1: you? Yeah, same. Whatever. I mean, fuck. We're talking about suicide. Let's not candy coat this shit. <laughs> um, I'm all right. I'm hanging in. Yeah. Where are you?
0: Right now, I'm in my room.
1: Wait. What part of the world?
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm from Air Mass. Literally, Air. A y e r.
1: You like living there?
0: Um. I mean, I haven't lived here for too long. I used to live in Lowell.
1: Okay, you're a Mass girl. Yeah. I don't hear much of a Mass accent.
0: What's a Mass accent?
1: Not what you have. Emily in Mass, thank you for connecting with me.
0: You're welcome.
1: Joining me here, chatting for a little while about some perhaps difficult things. I don't know what's happening in Massachusetts, but I have talked to a good number of people in that state.
0: Yeah, I've never been to any like programs or hospitals in any other states, but there's a lot of different programs and hospitals in Massachusetts. And a lot of people travel from different places to come to hospitals in Massachusetts. I assume that like they're more progressive here because I yeah. haven't heard very many good things about treatment and programs in other states. But especially
1: if you listen on this podcast, yeah. what's that quote behind you?
0: It's a Harry Styles quote. It says treat people with kindness
1: don't think Harry Styles necessarily first said that, but we'll give him credit. How many suicide attempts do you have? Let's just jump right in.
0: I don't know. A lot. I've had one where I was intubated before. I don't even actually know. I've had a lot, especially in hospitals and stuff. I've attempted a lot.
1: Uh, Have any of them almost, for lack of a better word, worked?
0: Yeah, the one where I was intubated. That one was probably my closest.
1: When was the last one?
0: My most recent one was probably six months ago. So I think mm-hmm. I've been out of the hospital for three months now.
1: Okay. And do you remember when the first one was?
0: In, I think, eighth grade. Fourteen. Yeah.
1: And how old do you now?
0: I am 19.
1: So in five years, it sounds like a rough patch. Yeah. Are you surprised that you're still alive?
0: Yeah. Pretty scary knowing that I'm, I'm supposed to be moving into college like next week. Yeah, I never even thought that I was going to be this far.
1: What college are you going to?
0: It's called MCPHS, Mass College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Yeah, I'm going to for physician assistant.
1: Very cool. Is that Boston? Yeah. Are you going to live there or live at home? I don't know how far it is.
0: Um, I'm going to be living there just because it's like close enough where I can come home on the weekends and get my meds because I'm still not allowed to have my meds.
1: Because you might overdose? Yeah. So um, with your permission, I want to ask you in air. (laughs) What a great name. Totally Googling air just to check out the general location in Massachusetts. That's all. Do you
0: know where like Groton is?
1: Nobody knows where Groton is, uh, Emily.
0: Or Chelmsford. Yeah, no. Shirley.
1: They all sound the same. (laughs) I'll just Google it because I'm a curious dude. All right, Emily, in your bedroom in air right now, heading off to college, several attempts between the last five years. So this is where it gets really hard because I don't necessarily need to go into all the attempts, but I'm also like most curious and I can't tell you exactly why about the first and last. Do you remember when you first started thinking about suicide as a possibility?
0: It was right when my mom and dad like first started to separate and get a divorce. It was kind of like once my dad was gone, kind of realizing how abusive he actually was. How so? Physically and like verbally.
1: Wow. So he leaves. And how old were you then?
0: 12 or 13.
1: So already a hard time for almost anybody. Yeah. Right. But then you add this other stuff, parents splitting, abuse. At that time, you're young. Do you talk about it with any friends or anybody?
0: No, not really. I don't know. That was just not something that we ever really talked about, like with my friends.
1: Isn't it weird that sometimes, like, nobody's talking about it, but like half the people there kind of feel a certain way about their life, their family, themselves, their future? We'll talk about some other stuff. Right. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. Then like the hardest part was probably just seeing the effects on my youngest sister of the abuse and then also my autistic brother. Because at this point, this was like before he was super verbal, seeing that and then kind of thinking that I could have done more when in reality I really couldn't have. So that was probably the hardest part.
1: Are you older than him?
0: Not by much, by 13 months.
1: And the sister's even younger?
0: Yeah, right now she's 11.
1: So not a wonderful place for children to be necessarily. And so when you're 14, you're in school. What's the name of uh, your school at the time?
0: It was called Innovation Academy.
1: Did they have a mascot?
0: It was a hawk.
1: What's wrong with a hawk? It's a common mascot, <laughs> kind of like the energy of a hawk. Um, I think I get hawks and falcons mixed up, but no one gives a shit. Okay, so 14. Like, what happens?
0: Well, like, before the attempt happened, it was kind of just my dad. He was also transitioning to female at that point, and kind of, like, this came out of nowhere, and he blamed everything on his transition. And the reason I don't use his correct pronouns isn't because, like, I don't support that stuff. It's just because I don't support him. I don't like him at all. So... (laughs) (laughs)
1: we are getting into
0: it all right so then on top of like all of the abuse there was just that too so that was just a lot and that contributed to like my suicidality a lot Mm -hmm. because it's kind of just like what are my friends gonna think it's such a different thing my first therapist like this was like one of the first therapists that like i ever even told about my suicidality at all Mm-hmm. And she didn't really give a shit at all. She just thought it was just because of a lot of stress. So she didn't really take it seriously.
1: We don't know exactly how she thinks or feels, but let's just say she's 100% right. Was, right? And it was just due to stress. What, whatever that means. Is that still not a reason for major concern? So I, if I say to you, I am so stressed, I'm thinking about ending my life, or I'm having thoughts of suicide, that's a problem. Or that's something that would need some attention, you could say, for sure.
0: So let's just say after I had an attempt Mm. and got out of the hospital, I did not go back to her.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense. There's a difference the day before you try. Do you remember why it was that day as opposed to waiting another day or the day before?
0: I actually, I don't remember much about it Mm because I also have been doing... ECT which messes with your memory a lot. I mean, I know that it was an overdose.
1: Okay, obviously you survived. Do you remember what happened?
0: I think it was because I like texted a friend and then my friend kind of realized this isn't right. So she messaged my mom and then that's how I ended up at the hospital.
1: Your mom found you what near unconsciousness? Yeah. How long are you in the hospital for?
0: Like in the ER, I was only in the ER for three or four days. And then I went to inpatient for 10 days. Then after inpatient, I went to a CBAT.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: It stands for community-based acute treatment. It's basically like an inpatient, but like not as intense.
1: Sounds like it's a progressive idea, even though it's not that progressive. But Massachusetts, we like Massachusetts taking care of its people sometimes. Two months in the CBAT. Was that your first sort of, for lack of a better word, introduction into the mental health thing of going places and getting treated? Yes. Other than your therapist, right. That has to be a bit of a mind fuck for a kid.
0: Yeah. Like those two programs, I was on my best behavior. I mean, other than, like, maybe a little bit of, like, self-harm, I was on my best behavior because I was scared. And then the other times, I didn't really give a fuck.
1: So at this time, your father is still transitioning? Yeah. I imagine life is hard for your mom. She's going through a lot. A son who's dealing with his stuff. A young child. Her daughter who's now in this situation her father, or excuse me, her her then spouse or former spouse is transitioning. Like, your mom must be losing her shit, no?
0: Yeah, and my mom also, when she was a teenager, she also went through her own like pretty serious mental health issues, too. Kind of feel bad for her.
1: If you can recall, I know that the ECT makes it maybe hard from that time when she found you to, let's say, the time... That you got out of the CBT, like that's a few months. Like, Was she mostly supportive?
0: She was always supportive.
1: Was she kind of Harry Styles-like and being tender? Kindness is the word, kind. Was she kind?
0: Yeah, she was always kind.
1: You can imagine that. And I, I don't have a kid, so like, I'm truly just speculating. But the idea that if you've gone through some really hard things like that, mental health stuff, like you said, like maybe it makes you often, not always, of course, a little more empathetic. You know, you get it a little bit. Yeah. Do you think that your father, and I know you don't like him, do you think he had his own stuff going on?
0: Yeah, I've never heard that he has attempted. I mean, I imagine that he was going through his own stuff. Even now, he doesn't really let people help. And he's not, he's still not the nicest person.
1: Just so the audience knows, because I don't get a lot of people emailing me. It's mostly like, hey, I'm curious about the the show. Can I maybe be on? But Emily is using a pronoun and I'm simply using the same pronoun. I don't know. I'm going to probably get shit for it. So here's the thing I know, because you've already told me, right? You get out of this program, you're back home, you're still in middle school. I'm sure life is not magically better. I also know that you not only have a suicide attempt in the last six months, but in between you had several, and I'm sure all kinds of challenges, because people, I don't think, come close to trying or try without shit being really hard. I could say that almost universally. Yeah. What's life like in those years for you?
0: Kind of like I really didn't try much in school didn't have the motivation either. I was self harming a lot.
1: You have to hide that so you can't wear short sleeves or shorts or something?
0: Yeah. I mean, I mostly did it on my thighs until I was in like a residential program when it was like harder to do it on my thighs and easier to do it on my arms.
1: School hard, not interested cutting anything else?
0: Just hiding a lot of things. And then at this point, I was kind of stealing pills every time that I could because my mom would was hiding the pills and stuff for obvious reasons. So anytime that I could, I would gather pills.
1: So is it always on your mind in those years? Yeah. And also, it should be said, I mean, at some point, COVID starts.
0: COVID started when I was in a program called IRTP.
1: So many acronyms and (laughs) abbreviations.
0: It was an intensive residential treatment program. Basically, a mix between like a CBAT and an inpatient. Okay. If they needed to, they could cut down everything on the unit and make it more of like an inpatient, but then like also give you more privileges, and you could go on trips. If you had the privileges, you were able to go on like overnight passes.
1: You know what I think, though? And I do have strong opinions about this. When you say the word privileges, it sounds like we're punishing you. That's essentially the problem. A very bizarre way to approach people who are suffering from whatever they're suffering from. It just makes no fucking sense.
0: Yeah. It did feel like a Punishment, and if you're
1: a good girl, we're gonna give you this treat.
0: It was more of like if you're safe. Like say you tried to like hang yourself there, they would take away like your clothing or like any strings and stuff that you could use.
1: That that makes sense. Okay, where's the privilege part?
0: Like if you were safe and you proved your safety with Mm -hmm. your therapists and like the staff Mm -hmm. and stuff, then you would get your things back, I guess. I don't know.
1: So people just lie.
0: A lot of the times. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is the game we're playing. Like, say what I need to hear. uh, And then I'll give you your stuff back. All right. So you said you don't know how many attempts you have, right? We know you have the two. And then in between you have others. Yeah. Were they always the same method?
0: Um, a lot of the ones that were at home, most of them were overdose, but there was one time where it was like an overdose and I tried to like cut my wrist. If you had a will, people were gonna find a way.
1: Yeah, I think that's usually true. Sure. Can you give me a ballpark amount of how many places you've gone to? How many have you been to where you stayed there? She's counting. I can see her counting right now. <laughs> Doesn't matter the exact number, don't worry about it.
0: Eight different inpatients, went to CBAT twice, and then partial programs, three different kinds, and I've had an intensive home treatment program Mm -hmm. that I've had for a pretty long time.
1: All right. Throughout that entire time, you're in school, but not always because you go inpatient, it's hard to do that at the same time. Yeah. I'm assuming your family knows, maybe not the little one, or maybe not your siblings, like what's going on with Emily.
0: They kind of knew Mm because, kind of at the same time, they sort of were starting, not like the same exact things, but definitely like they were starting to go through mental health problems.
1: I keep thinking about your mom. It's not about her. Just I can't help but think about, yeah, strong woman, it sounds like. Yeah. As are you, because you're here and that's hard. Don't some people in school know what's going on with you when you're not around for a couple of weeks because you're somewhere else? Like, don't people start talking?
0: I'm not exactly sure because I did go to a couple different schools. I kind of like hopped around a little bit.
1: Did you ever get a diagnosis or diagnoses that you think are accurate?
0: I mean, definitely depression. I mean, probably anxiety. Maybe PTSD.
1: So what's going on? When was it? Maybe earlier this year when you tried for the most recent time?
0: This was like before I had gotten accepted into colleges yet. A lot of anxiety thinking that I wasn't going to be able to get in because my transcript was so weird. That was mostly what triggered it. Overdose? Yeah. Mom found you? Uh, I think so hospital yeah
1: at some point is it like especially if you're going to like the same hospital you start to see this, some people that you're saying oh hey i know you
0: yeah that has happened
1: would you say your oh, oh, by and large your experience in these places has been helpful or not or is that like an unfair question because it's just it depends on each time
0: it depends on each time and like what other patients are there why is that sometimes like the patients that are there they act out a lot more which yeah. is another like big trigger for me especially like if someone's like screaming and like freaking out and getting restrained then yeah. mm-hmm. that's not the best experience
1: wow do you think the ects helped
0: sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't like i don't know it just depends
1: yeah do you remember what's going on where you um decide I'm going to search somewhere for something on suicide or whatever it was you were searching for and you happened to come across this
0: So first I was listening to like a crime podcast called Morbid who they're actually from like New England and like in I think like the recommended your podcast came up so I just like decided to listen to it.
1: So it came up and you clicked on it and here we are. I don't know the exact number of the number of people who listen and what they're going through, but the great majority never reach out, but you did. So why did you want to actually talk about it with me and and have other he- people hear this conversation?
0: I mean, mostly cuz I feel like I do have like such like an intense story and I am going to college. I think that's kind of cool. Very cool. Also, I listened to a lot of your podcasts, and I didn't hear much about, like, ECT. or heard that ECT can be helpful for a lot of people.
1: hmm When you say you have an intense story, what's the most intense thing of it that makes it different? Other than it's your personal story, of course, so it's unique to you.
0: I mean, it's not, like, super different from, like, a lot of people, but just, like, being in and out of hospitals a lot. I also I wasn't always the best patient. I didn't behave very well in hospitals. What do you mean? Because like after a certain amount of time, I was just like in and out of hospitals so often that I was just tired of it that I didn't really care.
1: So you're screaming and yelling? Are you trying to escape? Are you like, what, what are we talking about here?
0: I mean, most of it was like hurting myself and then not stopping Mm. until like staff had to actually stop me. It was triggering for me when other people did it. So I don't know why I ended up doing it too, but yeah, I don't know.
1: Do you ever wish that any of your attempts had been successful or you had completed and you were not alive anymore? Yeah. Do you wish that you weren't alive right now as we speak?
0: Sometimes.
1: Does that make it hard to plan for the future, including college when you feel that way?
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like I'm starting to sound like a therapist, which is not what I want. It must be like a lot of, maybe this is a silly thing to say, but like internal conflict to feel like I'm going to go to college and I'm going to prepare and it's going to be probably a lot of hard work for several years. And I'm not sure if I want to be alive.
0: Yeah. And then like also seeing my scars all the time as a constant reminder isn't the best either.
1: I wonder if there are certain things these days with like lasers that can get, can remove the scars if you wanted to.
0: You can. Just like they won't do it until you're self-harm free for, for like a certain amount of time.
1: Oh, you're not. And so that means you're not self-harm free.
0: Yeah. It's tough. It's getting better, but...
1: Did you ever find a therapist that you didn't dislike?
0: Yeah. Right now, like from my in-home team, I have a couple of therapists that I don't mind. <laughs> and one of them I've had for a while, but... Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to like get a different therapist once I move off to college.
1: Beantown, Boston. Here we go. Next week? Fuck. Nervous? Yeah. Physicians Assistance Program. Assistance Program. Cool. Very cool. By the way, does anybody know we're talking?
0: My therapist knows we're talking. Then also my mom knows we're talking. I think maybe a couple other family members, but that's about it.
1: That's a good number right there. I wonder if they'll listen when it comes out. Well, I wonder if you'll listen when it comes out. Some people don't like their voices.
0: I'll listen to it and then probably cry about it.
1: <laughs> well, that that kind of speaks even more to your, your bravery for doing it in the first place. So thanks. I'm guessing outside of like healthcare professionals, there's only a smallish number of people who know about your attempts. Yeah. It's not something you're going to like reveal to the world in TikTok. Yeah, no. And no social media about it?
0: No. I don't really post much on social media. I mean I use social media, but I don't
1: yeah. really post much. I mean, you're nineteen. Yeah. You're gonna be snapping a little bit, no?
0: Snapchat and talk with my friend, but that's about it.
1: So this is a big move. This is a big step.
0: Yeah.
1: And also letting strangers know strangers know is a little bit different than letting like friends know. Those are two different things. It feels like it to me. Does anything help you feel better?
0: My dog. The Boston Terrier.
1: Are you about to show this Boston Terrier to me? Yes. Oh, she's he, this dog's been waiting patiently cuz Emily's like grabbing him, not grabbing. Picking him up for her. There's the little Boston Terrier. What's his name or her name?
0: His name's Brody.
1: What a cutie. Dogs are fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. He's pretty good.
1: Uh, are you his main caretaker or is it like a family dog?
0: Um I mean he technically is like a family dog, but he's Mostly mine.
1: Taking him to college?
0: I can't. Fuck.
1: All right, Brody helps. That's very cool. Um, Do you have anyone outside of healthcare professionals or perhaps even including that you can talk to about this kind of stuff? Honestly, truly honestly. Like including, I'm not sure I want to be alive anymore.
0: Probably my mom because she, ac- she really does understand a lot. Yeah, probably my mom.
1: Go mom. Go Brody. Yep. Do you think you're going to be alive to finish college? Hopefully. Yeah. Can you imagine a year, 5 years, 10 years out or is that sort of
0: blurry? It's kind of blurry. I mean, I try to not think that far because then I end up thinking like just like really dark. So, I just end up thinking more about like the present.
1: Are there any myths that you want to uh dispel is there anything that you think this is total bullshit this doesn't make any sense I'm tired of hearing this or that none okay for now the answer is no none how long does ECT last typically when are you done
0: it kind of just keeps going until I feel better I guess like sometimes sometimes I was going three times a week then other times I was going once a week
1: what else do you want to talk about I don't know fair emily and mass thanks again and good luck in college
0: okay thank you
1: you're welcome bye As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. And special thanks to Emily in Massachusetts. Thanks, Emily. If you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to talk, please reach out. Hello at suicidenoted.com on Facebook or Twitter at Suicide Noted. If you'd like to learn more or support the podcast, please check the show notes. And of course, as always, you can rate and review this podcast, Suicide Noted, on Apple. It really helps people find it. And we want more people to find it. Remember, these conversations hopefully help more people. In more places, feel a little less shitty and a little less alone. And that is all for episode number 183. Stay strong. Do the best you can. I'll talk to you soon.